Welcome to Meldon Law and Friends. I'm Jeffrey Meldon, your host. I'm the founder and attorney at Meldon Law. It's uh, our great privilege to bring you this show every week. Uh, it goes live Tuesday at 4, but you can also check us out on, uh, we got YouTube, we've got Facebook, Meldon Law and Friends, or you can go to your favorite audio platform and pick us up. So you're obviously found out uh, that much because uh, you're listening or uh, watching now. But uh, tell your friends, we appreciate it. A couple exciting things going on in uh, Gainesville, and uh, we're going to uh, go through a few uh, Gator things and uh, other important events. Uh, before we get to our uh, very engaging guest, uh, Kip Hayes from uh, Group Kids in Positive Places is our guest today, and uh, you'll just love what he's doing to make our community better. Uh, first of all, the Gators baseball team going to the World Series, and we are really excited. For those of you that don't know, I'm an avid Gator baseball fan. I go to as many games as uh, possible, and I love our Gators. Last Friday night, uh, we whooped up on uh, South Carolina, who had swept us in a three-game series earlier in the season, and that was extremely gratifying. It was a close game, five to four. And then uh, Saturday in the uh, uh, crunch game, uh, Hurston Waldrop uh, pitched one of the best games in the country this year. And uh, we shut out uh, the South Carolina Gamecocks four to nothing, which means we're going to the College World Series and we're going to play Virginia. Um, Friday night um, at 7 p.m. on ESPN. For uh, Gator fans, uh, tune in. I think the Gators will play again. The College World Series goes for about uh, two weeks, and it's very uh, uh, exciting. ESPN's covering it extensively, so uh, Gator fans, baseball fans, check it out and uh, see if the Gators can bring back the national title, which they did win in 2017. And uh, I promise you, this team is even better than the 2017 team that won the national title. So uh, we're currently ranked number two in the country. And uh, the only team ahead of us is uh, Wake Forest. But uh, the Gators um, are really uh, quite extraordinary this year. So let's give them a little uh, encouragement. Couple other things. Um, Law Talk Live every Saturday at 10:30 for 20 years now. I've hosted a, uh, a legal affairs talk show. Uh, we talk about everything, but you can call in and get your legal questions answered. It's uh, the Sky 97.3. Um, eight, I think it's 888-875-9825 is the free call-in number. Uh, if you just go to the show, I'll give you the number again at the beginning of the radio show. But uh, the show is uh, thousands of uh, regular listeners, and it's uh, a lot of fun. We really enjoy it. The uh, Alzheimer's uh, walk this year is coming up. Uh, it, it's the... Uh, uh, weekend of the Tom Petty Festival, which Meldon Law is also uh, sponsoring. 
so the Alzheimer's Walk, Saturday, October 21st, uh, is going to be a fabulous event. Uh, this past year, Meldon Law sponsored the Gator Hoops uh, for Alzheimer's program. We donated $19.71 for every men's free throw and women, Gator women's team uh, free throw. And it totaled uh, uh, almost $10,000. So we wrote a check for $10,000, presented it to the uh, basketball um, coaches who in turn gave it to the Alzheimer's Association, and we're very excited. For those of you that want to get involved, we're looking for teams of, from uh, businesses, any group that you know of that would like to help us uh, walk in support of Alzheimer's and help uh, team members raise money. It doesn't matter uh, how small the donation, the more people involved, the more important it is because we're trying to get the message across that there are resources in our community right now that can help you with a, a loved one who's suffering from uh, dementia, Alzheimer's, uh, any of the related conditions that can uh, paralyze a family. Uh, I know, you know, we, we uh, at our home, Patricia and I take care of her 91-year-old, almost 91-year-old mother and uh, we have a lot of help. We have a granny nanny uh, that lives with us. We have uh, support um, around the home. However, it is still uh, a full-time job taking care of a loved one who's uh, not able to take care of themselves all the time. So uh, let's see what we can do to uh, support Alzheimer's. Go to act.alz.org. So act.alz.org uh, and you can see what's going on as far as uh, uh, the Alzheimer's Association and uh, Meldon Law is the, we're actually the co-chairs, Patricia and myself, along with uh, John and Lori Tull who are um, part of Florida Sports Properties and uh, we're gonna have a great time this year get involved. Uh, you can do something. And the neat thing is there's all kinds of uh, new medications that the FDA is looking at improving, uh, approving to improve uh, the lives of those suffering, particularly for early onset of uh, dementia and Alzheimer's. So uh, let's support a group that is nationwide doing great work and right here in our own community at UF Health, they're doing some of the cutting edge work to support Alzheimer's. Uh, Meldon Law has been uh, in Gainesville, Ocala, Lake City since 1971 and we help folks that have been seriously injured in accidents. Uh, we pride ourselves on uh, excellent uh, client service. We call it the client experience. Uh, when your car's totaled, you're hurting, your life's turned upside down, you're, you can't go back to work, uh, you need the help of somebody who's going to be there uh, to get you back on the road to recovery. And that's what our goal is with every case that uh, we take at Meldon Law. So give us a call. 
352-373-8000 or just go to meldenlaw.com and you'll be able to uh, get uh, the information you need to get a hold of us and we'll give you a free evaluation. There's no fee unless we win your case and if we take your case, there's a 99% chance we will win it. Uh, we've been doing it a long time and we try to help our clients get through uh, the, the recovery period uh, and guide them in the best way possible. So give us a call. We're glad to help and we've been in the community for a long time. So uh, we know who you are, we care about you, and uh, our reputation is very, very uh, important to us. So, uh, oh, the last thing I had mentioned earlier was the Tom Petty Festival. Uh, pretty soon tickets are gonna be going on sale, and uh, for those of you that don't know, I was Tom Petty's first attorney back in 1972, and I started practicing at the end of 71, uh, Tom was one of our first clients and, uh, you know, it's pretty cool looking back, a couple young people sitting in an office trying to figure out his career. Uh, I came to the realization that he probably was going to make it going out to um, L.A. and he did that. So uh, Tom, every year, Tom Petty's birthday is October 20th, 1950. So this year would have been his 73rd birthday, and we are going to have a jam-up party at Hartwood. Uh, I think we're going to also be doing something at the Cade Museum. The Cade Museum is going to be doing a Tom Petty exhibit, the first in the country, uh, and they're working with Tom Petty's estate and his daughter, Adria, to try to really... Uh, exhibit some of the neat things that uh, the family and the estate has uh, in their collection. So uh, make a note of that. You're going to want to be in town October 20th, 21st, 22nd. Uh, we got the Alzheimer's Walk Saturday morning. Friday night is uh, the beginning of the Tom Petty Festival. Uh, it goes through all day through uh, Saturday and part of Sunday. So uh, the message is uh, check out uh, Tom Petty uh, at, it's going to be at Hartwood. You can go on the Hartwood uh, website if you want information or Meldon will be posting it as soon as it's, uh, we have all the uh, bands listed and we have all the information for you all. And, and there's opportunities to support the festival as well. It's a great community event, brings together a lot of uh, uh, music lovers, and I count myself in as a music lover as well. As a matter of fact, I was up at the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this weekend, and uh, wow, if, uh, uh, if you haven't been there yet, you need to do it. It's a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Have, growing up in Cleveland, I was back there for a family wedding. However, I've been to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame about seven or eight times, and every time I go, uh, there's new exhibits. It's amazing, and I love it. So uh, put that on your bucket list, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Okay, we are getting ready to go to a break on Meldon Law and Friends. We're going to be back in a little while with our great friend Kip Hayes from Kids in Positive Places. 
Melden Law has been serving personal injury victims since 1971. In those days, Jeffrey Melden's presence as an attorney in the music scene dubbed him with the nickname The Hippie Attorney. And although times have changed, two things haven't. Our commitment to bettering our community by helping the injured. Albert, are you ready to go to the game? And our love for the Florida Gators. If you bleed orange and blue, Melden Law is the firm for you. Well, I'm joining the band, of course. Since Melden Law is the official law firm partner of the Florida Gators, I want to help. Dad, we're litigators. Let's stick to helping people in the courtroom. Well, can we still hang out and jam a little bit? At Melden Law, we won't back down. I was going down a one-way street, and a girl that was driving her car T-boned me on my scooter. I ended up going for an MRI and discovering that I had two herniated discs. Coming to carry allowed me to not have to worry about what doctor I was going to see or what physical therapist I had to go to. They say, these are the people we trust. You're going to have a great experience there. And I honestly did each time. Call Melden Law. Your consultation is absolutely free. I was driving behind a lady and very suddenly she moved out of the way. There was a log laying in the road. And when I hit my brakes, I went on top of the log. I had two herniated discs. I just haven't been the same since. Jeffrey Melton fought for me all the way. Him and his team really went there for me. Throughout the whole lawsuit, he made sure that my bills was paid. It was never no whenever I called him and asked him for something. Call Melton Law right now. And I was in an accident. Someone ran red light and hit me, and I was hurt. You don't know where to turn. Luckily, I called Jeffrey. These big insurance companies, they don't want you to win. They truly don't. But Jeffrey and his firm and the people that work here, they just really fight for you. You call the law offices of Jeffrey Melvin because you're going to need help, and they will help you. Call Melvin Law right now. Hey, Sammy, look who's there. Say hi. Hey! <gasps> you again! Melvin Law, Jeffrey speaking. Jeffrey! Somebody else! Here we go again. Welcome back to Meldon Law and Friends. I am Jeffrey Meldon, founder and attorney at Meldon Law. We're your local personal injury law firm, uh, Gainesville, Ocala, Lake City, and uh, actually anywhere uh, in Florida. But that's where our main offices are, and we'd love for you to uh, uh, give us a call if you need help. Uh, we'll be glad to uh, uh, talk with you for free and figure out uh, whether or not you have a, uh, a case if you've been seriously injured in an accident. So give us a call, 352-373-8000 or go to meldenlaw.com. Uh, it's my pleasure to have my uh, uh, good friend and guest, Kip Hayes, with us. How are you doing today, Kip? I am fine. Thank you for having me, Jeff. Thank you for having me. Well, Fantastic. this is... Yeah, Kip's been around for a long time. You know, what I love 
is that uh, you were in the uh, pawn, uh, pawn and jewelry business for yes. many years. Many years. Yes. Now you really get to learn about people in that business, don't you? Yes, you do. It is a it is a continued education business, and the uh, the, the career about the pawn shop is that it's never a day that's the same day, because people are different, products are different, and circumstances are always different. So I learned a lot about people, products, precious metals, you know, precious stones, a little bit about everything. Yes. Yeah, well, you know, that's the pawnbroker has to know more than the customer, right? 100%. <laughs> sort of like the attorney. Has yeah. To know more than the client, right? So when somebody brings something in, you, are, you better be on top of your game because they're going to be on top of their game. Right. right? So if they bring something in, you got to know exactly what it's worth to you um, as, as, a, as the pawnbroker, and you got to respect what it's worth to them as the client. And uh, a lot of times, man, you, you you're gonna do really well. You're gonna get those you're gonna get those deals that both of you walk away saying, ah, I could have did better. That's the best deal when both client when both client and pawnbroker walk away feeling like ah, I could have did better. That's the best deal. So how did you learn to um, value you know things like diamond rings and stuff like that? Well, I started I started um, at gold standard. It was gold standard. It was down on uh, West University Avenue. And it was a guy there, real nice guy, been known him a long time, named Sal, Sal Fluriach. They all know Sal. We all, okay. <laughs> Sal, Sal took me in when I was working. I was already, I was working two jobs, right? I, I, had, I had custody of my so, kids. So this is like 30 some years ago, right? This is in 1995. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I, had, I had my kids living with me because, you know, I wanted to be a responsible dad. And I'm, I said custody, but I didn't have custody. Their moms let me uh, keep the kids because, you know, I, didn't, I wanted to be a responsible dad. I didn't want to be a child support guy. I didn't want to be a check in the mail. So I was working two jobs. I was working at Little Champ, and I was working at uh, Shane's. And Sal goes, hey, I got a job if you want to take it, man. It would probably be beneficial for you to take the job. You can work one job. You can see about your kids, and you can learn, you can learn a trade. And so he hires me to work uh, at Gold Standard. And he was the ni nicest guy. Uh, he taught me a lot of things about finances, about precious stones, precious metals. He taught me about, because now you got to remember, this is in 95. I had no, I, I didn't understand FICO score. I didn't understand bank accounts. I didn't understand credit cards. I didn't understand credit score. And he taught me, took me under his wing, and he showed me all of these things while teaching me the pawn business at the same time. So he really was like a big brother to me, even though I was, you know, he's not much older than me, but he's, he was just one of those guys that cared because he saw me trying. And I was a struggling, a struggling single parent, right? He saw me trying, so he took me under his wing. He hired me to work on the video, the electronic section, the, the electronic side. He had the electronic side, he had a jewelry side. I think he thought that the jewelry side was a little, a little complicated. So it is. Yeah, he thought it was a little complicated. So he says, "You know how to hook up VCRs? This is, you know how old this was, right? Yeah. VCRs, right? So he said, "You can hook up VCRs." I said, "I can hook up VCRs because I'm selling myself. I can hook up VCRs to TVs and give you home theater systems." He said, "Show me what you got, right?" I go in there and I hook up the VCRs, the TVs, and speakers. Got the home theater going, and I'm working and doing really well. He's got his other staff on the other side. They're uh, educated in the jewelry business as far as the precious stones, precious metals. Uh, grading diamonds and all of those things. So what I did, Jeff, once I figured I mastered this side of the store, because I knew all about the high five VCRs, 
the home theater system was the different speakers. Back then, it was Sarah Vega was like the most popular speaker. And then they had, uh, you know, they had all kinds of receivers and stuff like that. So I mastered that stuff. I felt like I was pretty good. And I walked over to the jewelry side one day because it was slow, and the guy said, hey, man, we good. We good over here. You know, he kind of brushed me off, you know, sent me back to the other side. I'm cool. So what I did was, back then, you would get these catalogs in the mail, right? Sears catalogs, JCPenney catalogs, right? I so, remember. So I opened the catalog, and I would look up the stones that were in the catalog. Mm -hmm. Look up the diamonds, and, the, and they would always have a rating with them, VS1, VS2, VVS, and they would always have different prices depending on the grade. So they had emeralds, they had chattels, which were, were generic fake emeralds, um, man-made stuff. And then they, have a, they would have rubies, they would have garnets, they would have sapphires, they would have blue sapphires, they would have topaz. And I studied those things for months because Christmas was coming up, right? And this was the middle of summer, so it was kind of slow. Students were gone. And I said, man, if I could just get a shot over there, because those guys were earning the real money, right? Mm -hmm. They were earning, I was earning like a couple of hundred bucks a week. Those guys were earning big money. To me, you know, it was like five, six hundred dollars a week. You're talking about 1995. Right. Man, if I could get over there, I could earn myself a pretty good living. Me and my kids would be, you know, we'd be eating high cheese, right? You know? <laughs> so, so I'm thinking like, okay, so this is what happened. I'm doing my, I'm doing my sweep up. We got a broom, you know, sweeping up. And it's kind of slow on my side, but the jewelry side is packed. It's like right after Thanksgiving, Black Friday. This is when Black Friday really meant something. This is when it was no online stuff. There was nothing. We had every, all our phones were handwritten. You know, there was DOS computers. You know, and the, the, the monitors was this big, but the screen was only this big, right? right? So, and it was all green. You know, so they get packed, and there's this lady standing by the door, wanting to look at a tennis bracelet. I saw it, right? And I took a chance. I took my shot. Because when you get an opportunity to take your shot, you got to take your shot. If you done done your research, if you study, if you're confident in yourself, you feel good about yourself, you feel like you got this knowledge, even if you end up wrong or, 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 or sort of off, off target, you still have to take your shot. Because this is your shot. Right. If you don't, what do they say? If you don't take the shot, you can't score. You can't score, right? <laughs> so if you if you don't if you don't take the shot, this is and this is what you teach. You teach this. This is all teachable moments, right? There will come a time when you have a chance to strike out or hit a home run. I said, well, if I'm going to strike out, I'm going to strike out swinging, right? So the lady was standing over there. They had everybody. Every assistant had a client. I walked over there. I said, ma'am, is there anything you'd like to see? And I, everybody got quiet and looked up. It was like, what is he doing, right? So I said, ma'am, is there anything you'd like to see? And she says, yeah, I'd, I'd like to see this tennis bracelet. So when she asked that question, there were tennis bracelets on, this, on the jewelry, jewelry bar that were all different sizes, different stones, right? You had emerald, sapphire, ruby, diamond. You had all those. I said, would you like to see the emerald tennis bracelet or the diamond tennis bracelet? You weren't specific. And everybody got quiet again, like, uh-oh, okay. So, you know, I kind of even, I felt the hair growing on my neck because I'm like, they, they watching me, you know, they watching me, but I'm taking my shot. So she says, let me see the diamond tennis bracelet right there, third on the left, and I pick it up. I remember exactly what it was. And I pick it up, and I look at it, and there's a tag on it, and all the jewelry tags had codes, right? So back then, I can say this now, back then the code was university, right? Because we're on university. And University of Florida was always Sal's passion, right? So university was the code. Ten-letter word, each letter representing a number. U being the one, Y being the zero, right? So 
it was university and that was the code. So I knew if it was a U-N-Y, right, that was 120 bucks, right? Or, or if it was U-N-Y-Y, it was, it was uh, 1,200 bucks. It was like that, right? I think that one, too. Anyway, that's how it was. So <laughs> I'm just making sure I got the right code. So I knew what the price was. And then there was another code on there for what to take for it, mm-hmm. right? Because I had been watching these guys. Right. So now you got a code on what to take. How, what, what you're selling it for, what's the lowest you'll go? It's all in the code. Mm-hmm. So she makes an offer on it. She said, that's a little high. I said, well, I said, well, ma'am, tell me this. What do I have to do to sell this bracelet to you today? It's, it's, it's the holidays. And we worked out a deal. And I sold it to her. When I got a box, boxed it up, sold it to her, took the money. I left the money. I didn't, I didn't disrespect the guys that were there. I left the money. I said, here's the money. And, um, and I made, uh, you guys made the change. I got to get back over here. I got a customer. I mean, I got a client because we call them clients. And I went back over there. And Jeff, you know what I did when I got back over there? <laughs> I was like, I, the home run, man. The home run. And so the day went by and uh, Sal comes back in. He said, hey, man, I need to talk to you. Right? So, so I'm kind of, I'm a little concerned because I did overstep. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't authorized to go over there. He says, they told me what you did, man. I, I was gone and we got busy. Slam, man. Hey, man, how did you learn that stuff? I say, oh, I learned from these guys. I, I learned from the books. These guys didn't show me nothing. But I'm a team guy, right? I've always been a team guy. I'm like, I learned from these guys. You know, I, I hear them talking and stuff like that. And then I would watch them pick stuff up, put stuff up and stuff like that. And he says, man, stay after work. I want to talk to you about something. Right? It's a sale, right? I say, cool. So everybody's gone. He says, I need you to clean up for me. Right? So I'm cleaning up. And, and here's the test. Because the test got to come. Right? So I'm cleaning up. I'm vacuuming. And there's a diamond tennis bracelet on the floor. Right? This is a teachable moment. There's a diamond tennis bracelet on the floor. So I'm vacuuming. I'm like, huh. So I pick it up. I put it in my pocket. Right? I continue to vacuum. And I finish vacuuming. I walk up to the counter. I say, hey, man, this was on the floor. Man, y'all got to be careful. And I sit it down. He says, oh, yeah, cool. He never told me. Did he put it there? He never told me. He still, <laughs> hey, he still, he still hasn't told me he put it there. But, hey, but it, you know, I'm like, man, I'm not for the blow. I just took a swing. I just, I just hit a home run. I'm not for the strike out. Because one, t- one thing about it, I've seen it happen. I've seen people maximize their potential and then minimize, it, minimize their expectations of themselves mm-hmm. by doing something crazy, right? And man, after that, it was, it was two months when my first year come around, I go from being the, the guy on this other side that sells the electronics to assistant manager. Wow. A year later, I'm manager. A year after that, him and his partner want to part ways. And I was part of the deal of him parting ways. With his, his partner says, I want this guy to run my store. And the store was in Alachua. Oh. The store was in Alachua. And so you went up there for for a long time, right? I went up there, and he told me it was going to be kind of rough. He says, if you go up there, I'm just telling you, you might be the N-word every other day. I'm just telling you. So if you're not ready for that, if you're not built for that, I'm just telling you it's going to be rough because you're going to have to fire everyone in there and hire your own staff because you've got to make this your place. And I understood that because now we're talking infrastructure, right? Now here I am learning. These are all teachable moments, right? I say, really? He says, yeah. So I'm thinking it's not going to be that bad. I say, it can't, can't be that bad, you know. <laughs> so he takes me up there. We're sitting outside in his truck. And he goes, 
are you sure you, you ready for this? I said, yeah, I got it, man. Give me a wad of cash to put in the drawer. You're starting over. This is your day. This is your store. That's what he says, right? I walk in the store, and the, it was three Caucasians mm -hmm. in there. And one, the, the lady that was in there, she had the visor on. She says, you aren't the, you aren't the new manager, are you? I said, yeah, I'm Kip. How you doing? She says, and walks out the freaking door. <laughs> hey, I don't know if you ever seen that movie Blazing Saddles. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, you remember the part where the new sheriff comes to town? Yeah, right. That's Richard how I felt. Cleveland Little. Cleveland Little. Cleveland Little. That's yeah. how I felt when he, when, he, when he spoke to the town resident and he goes, hey, ma'am, isn't it a lovely morning? And she said something to him yeah. to, the, to the point of uh, it was a racial slur. Right. And he, next thing you know, he's sitting there looking like this. He couldn't believe it because he'd, he'd only shown kindness, right? That's how I felt. I was like, really? So the other guy goes, hey, I, I can't apologize for her behavior because we've never, you know, we've never even encountered uh, an N-word in this, in, this, in this industry. So I don't think I'm going to stay here either. I'm going to try it. I'm going to try to hang with your brother. But uh, I say, oh, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I say, I, I didn't come here for you to try to hang out with me. I came here to let you go. Oh, really? You want to fire me? I'm the gunsmith. I say, I understand, but you got to go. So one person ended up staying, but they only stayed for two more days, and, and, and he left too. So I'm in there by myself, right? I'm in there by myself. And he, the owner, and I'm not going to mention his name because I hadn't talked to him about it. He comes back. He says, hey, you doing all right? I say, I'm doing all right, man. It was busy because I was the only one there. He says, you need to get some help. He says, I know some people, I'm going to send them your way, you evaluate whether or not you can, but I can. I trust them, they don't know a lot about the pawn business, you're going to have to figure it out for yourself. So he sends Chris, his nephew, right? And Chris owns Newberry Pond right now still. And I train Chris, I train him, I teach him the ropes, all of this. A couple of years, a year or so go by, I talk to him and I say, hey man, now we're in 1998. Chris is more than capable of running this business. I want my own store. I want to get my own store. So the first thing I did was call Sal, right? Because, you know, out of respect, mm -hmm. because this guy started me in this business. I'm one of those guys big on respect, big on loyalty. Hey, would it be okay because I'm going to move this, to put this store in Gainesville? Hey, would it be okay with you, man, if I open my own store? I found a building. And he's like, are you ready for that? I said, I'm ready for it. I said, I'm, I have the knowledge. I have the resources. I know I'm ready. He says, you got my blessing. If you want to do it, do it. And that was, that's all I needed because I wasn't going to go step on a man's toes that started me in the business by opening the same business as he did and take revenue out of his pocket. I just think, I just think without, without consulting and, and, you know, me and him talked about it. He was cool with it. I felt like that was the, the best thing for me to do. So um, while we're talking about lessons learned, um, I know you've started this group, Kids in Positive Places. Yes. How did you apply some of those lessons learned to what you're doing with Kids in Positive Places? It's exactly, it's exactly that. We want to put kids in positive places, right? Positive thinking, positive affirmations. Um, all the lessons that we learned growing up, the tough lessons, right? We learned, those are teachable moments. Because we didn't get, you know, back then we got discipline. We got, we got whippings, you know. Uh, what, my, what my brother called them whippings, you know, because they was pretty, pretty severe. You didn't have to get but one a month because that's how severe they were. You remember, that, you remember not to do it again. So now um, these lessons of 
work ethic. Uh, something as simple as getting up in the morning, brushing your teeth, washing your face, comb your hair, iron your clothes, make up your bed, learn how to scramble an egg or boil an egg, right? Um, if you say your prayers, um, all of these things before you get ready to go to school, right? Before you get ready to go to school, you should be sharp as a tack. Put on a belt. Make sure you're lined up. You might not have the best clothes, but they're clothes. You might not have the best shoes, but they're shoes. Do the best you can with what you got, right? And that's, I taught my own kids that. Man, we were, we were, we were, we were sitting on milk crates in that apartment. We had sheets on the windows. We didn't have furniture. We, we, my kids still tell me that was some of the happiest times because we made do with what we had. I wasn't going back out in the streets to go get anything. I wasn't going to do anything illegal to do anything. I wasn't offensive to do anything immoral to do anything. So we're going, we're going to make the best for what we got. Whatever God gives us, we'll accept it and make the best of it. So those same moments, those same, those same lessons that I learned, uh, that's the infrastructure for kids in positive. So places. let's talk, uh, get more in depth. Okay. Tell us what kids in positive places is, and then we want to talk about how people can get involved. So tell us what what is kids? I know you started it, so mm -hmm. why don't you talk a little bit about uh, what kids in positive places is, and uh, we can talk about how people can get involved. Sure, kids in positive places is a youth empowerment mentorship program. It teaches kids life skills. It teaches them how to work. It, we teach, we teach uh, how to use your hands because all kids aren't going to college. All kids aren't going to the military. But hey, your, your air conditioning guy and the plumber, they make more than anybody. Than anybody. <laughs> than anybody. You, hey, when was the last time you heard of a carpenter? Last time I heard of a car, I think Jesus was the last car that I heard of. <laughs> because I think it's a lost skill, a lost trade, a lost art. Mm -hmm. So we're teaching these kids uh, home economics, you know, how to, how to buy groceries, how to use their hands and their brains, uh, lawn service, detailing cars, um, plumbing, drywall, fencing, um, framing. They can use their hands and earn the same kind of living as somebody with a college degree or better, somebody that went to the military for 20, 30 years or better. They can do all of these things, but what it does, it is it instills confidence. It instills structure. It instills discipline. Because the average man that works with his hands is so confident in himself that he don't need somebody to validate his manhood, right? He don't need somebody to tell him how good he is, even though it's nice, you know, it's nice. The dopamine in your brain wants to accept a lot of things. But I like, we all like having somebody say you're doing a yes, good job. Yes, you do. <laughs> we try to do that around the office. Right, you right. You guys, I, I go around and tell everybody good morning. Right. You know, you're doing it. But what you're saying is to build the self-confidence to move forward, um, you can gain that self-confidence by learning a trade or doing something where you actually go, I'm pretty good at this. Yes, and we all have skills. We all have natural abilities, right? We want to find out what that natural ability is in each kid, boys and girls, because there's going to be a skill set that you have that's going to separate you from everybody else, right? You might be the best seamstress in the world, but never had a sewing machine to prove it. You might be the best musician in the world, but never had an instrument to play. You might be the best carpenter in the world, but you never, you never got the right tools to use your hands. You might be the best mechanic. You might be able to look at a car and diagnose what it is right away, you know, and 
we all have these natural abilities and kids really have them, right? Because mm -hmm. they're growing into them. And we want to tap into that from the third grade to high school. We start these kids on these programs. So if people want to get involved, um, how can they get a hold of you? They would look at, they would pull up the website, kidsinpositiveplaces.com. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, they can email me, kidsinpositiveplaces at gmail.com. They can call me at 855-980-5477, 855-980-5477, and they can talk to me personally. Um, we do have applications on the website, uh, but if they want to, if they want to learn more, um, like say, say if the average individual will get in touch with me or the average business, mm -hmm. right? The average company that want to, that want to endorse this program and endorse the agency, um, they would get, they would get in touch. We have a PowerPoint presentation. It's only about 15 minutes long. Um, and I would show them exactly why this is, this agency is.